Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was only a few months ago when we had a major power outage in our community. Did you notice that while the power was out in your home, there was nothing that required power operating? The refrigerator, the garage door, the television, air conditioning system, or the heating system was not working. Even though they were fine, they did not have the power. That's the way it is in the life of believers. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Listen to this message as we continue to share on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Now, we are told that this crippled man was carried every day and he was put at the door of the church or we can say he was put right out there in the parking lot right before you come in so he can beg from those who are going to church because church folks are supposed to be generous. So I'm going to go right there in front of the church folks and if they're not generous, at least they can be guilty of not being generous. There was church folks now passing by this man every day. Maybe some gave him a little change. Maybe other passed by him as if he weren't there. You know, after a while, you won't even recognize him. But when Peter and John saw him, this man asked them for money. See, there are people sitting in the pathway of church-going people all the time. Let me say that one more time. There are people sitting in the pathway of church-going people all the time, and these people have a need. How many times are we so focused on going to church or doing church that we walk right by people who God is trying to reach? Sometimes their needs are obvious. Sometimes they're not so obvious. This man asked for money that he needed that day and some money that he would need the following day. But God wanted to give this man something that would change his life and give him a testimony. So here's what Peter and John said. The Bible said they looked straight at the man. They looked at the man. Now, I believe God on this occasion, through the Holy Ghost, was wanting to do something, and he, become, he became engaged in this opportunity. He said, let's look at this man. Now I can see this man differently. I believe that's when the Holy Ghost began to speak to Peter about what to do at that moment. And he told the man, look at us. Look at me. I, wanna, I want your full, I want your undivided attention. Something is about to go down. Look at the reaction. The man gave them his attention and the man was expecting something. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give to you. Peter said, I ain't got no money, but I got something. I'm going to give it to you. I underline that because most of the time when you ask church folks about doing something for God, they'll, say, they'll tell you all of what they don't have. I don't have the time. I don't have the, uh, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have the confidence. Well, give what you got. You got something. 
Peter says, silver or gold have I none, but such as I have, I'm going to give it to you. Do you have anything? Do you have anything? You might not have a theology degree, but do you have anything? You might not have a supernatural anointing, but do you have any kind of anointing? You might not have a double portion, but do you have a single portion? But such as I have, I'm going to give it to you. Why is it that God seemed to use new believers more than he used old saints and mature believers? Because the new believers don't have enough sense to recognize they don't have nothing. They just got saved. They say, God, you saved me. Y'all believe you can do it. So I'm just going to pray right now. Peter says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And then taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. The man forgot about the money. He got up right away. Now he went with them. See, we don't have to try to go out and have no a super strategic plan to try to convince people to come to church. Let the power of God work in their life. They'll get up and follow you to church. They'll get up and say, where are you going now? I'm coming with you. See, this man thought money was needed, but when the power of God touched his body, he was never the same. He was crippled, but now he's jumping. Now he's walking. Now he's doing what? Praising God. And that's what God wanted to get out of it. God wants to praise. God wants somebody else to see what he's able to do. Verse 9, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And then when they recognized him, they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You know, God wants to do some amazing things in the life of people around you. And just the fact that he would save somebody that everybody else thought could never change, that's a testimony right there that will cause other people to come to God. Their whole families will come to God because they said, if they did that for him, what is he going to do for me? I know when I got saved, there were friends of mine wondering what happened to me. They were looking in amazement. What happened? One even followed me to church to see what they did to me. Why? Because the change in my life was so dramatic and so immediate. They said something happened to that man. God still wants to do that today. It wasn't the preaching of people that caused it to happen. It wasn't anybody standing over me trying to convince me. It was the power of God that came into my heart in my office while I was sitting there by myself. It was the power of God who came and turned my heart around, turned my life around, gave me a new spirit, gave me a desire to say, Lord, come into my life. It was the power of God. Now notice this man was not ashamed to praise God publicly. The people saw what God had done. The wonder-working power of God is the greatest testimony anybody could have. And we need to have more testimonies these days of what God is doing with the wonder-working power of God. Verse 11, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, he was holding on to him. Man, I don't know where y'all come from, but wherever y'all going, I want to go with you. All the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. 
When Peter saw this, he said to them, men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness that we made this man walk? You say, it's not us. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, the next day, the rulers and elders and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. These were the apostles, the prophets, the preachers, the evangelists. Now, let's see what, if we can figure out what was going on over there. He ain't with us. How he going to raise this, how he going to cause this man to walk? That's the preachers. That's the religious folks. Ananias, the high priest, was there, and so was Caiaphas, John Alexander, and the other men of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power? Somebody say power. <laughs> they knew something happened, and that somebody had to have some power to get that done. They say, by what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. He said, this is a good opportunity to preach. Whom you crucified. Remember Caiaphas? You was right there. You was the main one but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stand before you healed. And then this is where you come in like we come in in verse 13. And when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. These are unschooled, ordinary men. Now if you go and look at that word unschooled right there in the original language, it has the word moron. These are moronic. A moron. Unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished. God uses ordinary people. God wants to use you. God wants somebody to look at you and say, how in the world were you able to do that? So you can testify, it's the Lord Jesus Christ who was crucified and was raised from the dead that is working through me. They expect this from the preacher. They expect this from the uh, uh, evangelist to come with the anointing oil and, and the healing cloths. That's what they expect from them. They don't expect that from you. So he wants to use you to do that. You can lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. You can cast out demonic forces. You will have the power to do that. These were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They must have been with Jesus. They must have been hanging out with him. Don't you know that when you have the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you have been with Jesus? 
That's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And the Bible said that same power will quicken your mortal body. It will make you alive. And you have been with Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, he's on the inside of you and you are with him. And somebody ought to say he's acting just like Jesus. The old Jewish priest said, now we recognize this activity. We recognize this kind of work. We saw it already. Jesus was doing that. These guys have been with Jesus. Why? Because they had the, they had the, of the Holy Ghost working in their life. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. The power shut their mouth. <laughs> oh, they wanted to give them a, a public beat down and, and say, you can't do this. In fact, later on, they tell them, don't you preach no more in that name of Jesus. And that's why Peter said, we have to obey God rather than man. We're going to preach anyway. You can beat us all you want to. But we are going to keep preaching because we've got the, we got the power. If you want that power, the first thing you have to do is to get with Jesus. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. Also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the Word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.